Welcome back to Pin Pals, the podcast about enamel pins and the people and culture behind them. I'm your host, Eric Roman from Warrior Pins, and I want to thank you for lending me your ears. I hope you guys are doing well. Today we have yet again another rad episode. We chop it up with Matt Benoit of Name Pinding. We talk about earliest pin memories, first pin produced, advice for new pin makers, marketing challenges, vending at shows, and some fun rapid fire questions. I think this may be the most fun I've had on Pin Pals because Matt and I actually learned we shared a lot of mutual interests outside of pins. I mean, we both found out we're pretty into basketball. We've both been in bands and made music in the past. We've both shot short films and music videos and things like that. So it was a great time chatting with Matt, getting to know him. And I think you guys are really going to enjoy this conversation. And real quick, I want to thank everyone who has listened, downloaded, subscribed, and reviewed this podcast. Pin Pals is my baby, and I knew that starting this podcast would be a huge undertaking. I mean, it's just me doing everything. All the interviewing, recording, scheduling, messaging, editing, posting... And that's in addition to running Warrior Pins, not to mention all the other happenings I have going on in my life. It's a lot of late nights and early mornings, but I'm doing what I can to make this the best damn podcast about enamel pins as possible. So the fact that you're checking out this passion project of mine means a whole heck of a lot. So from the bottom of my heart, thank you, thank you, thank you. All the positive comments, kind words and reviews, they make the late nights worth it. If I could, I would hug and high-five all of you personally. So without further ado, enjoy this conversation with my pin pal, Name Pending. Welcome to Pin Pals, Matt. How's it going? Good. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. Um, It's going well. I mean, as well as the coronavirus and everything is, you know, everything around us, but inside our little bubble at home, things are going great. How about yourself? Um, Same here, man. Trying to uh, work on new and old hobbies, learning a lot about myself, really just trying to work on myself. Um, Yeah, I was contemplating on whether or not to share this on the pod, but I got, um, I'm unemployed at the moment. So right now I have no choice but to make Warrior Pins kind of like my full-time gig and and find other like little graphic design and video work and things like that. Um, So I'm trying to stay positive about it. It, It's pretty uh, disheartening. But um, mm-hmm. it, it, it's a wake-up call, along with this uh, whole COVID-19 situation. Uh, this is a wake-up call. And, um, man, what a year to turn 30. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, it's, it's, I feel like this year has aged everyone um, in the last, you know, like six months of just how much has happened. Like, we started, there was, you know, like, started from the beginning of year to now, just so much has happened. And here we are, and we're, you know, surviving and trying to get through everything trying to take it one day at a time i think that's kind of the motto is is one day at a time um we've been like for us just doing things like all the home projects that we put off doing over the last seven years are finally just to try to stay busy it's like if i can distract myself for a little bit just to like stay sane um that's what we're doing so we're doing weird yard things we're doing house things there's a new light fixture there just weird things that we can do just staying busy. That's kind of like our, our mantra, or at least mine. I think my wife's just like, stop doing, just take a, take a chill pill, go play some, <laughs> some Animal Crossing or something. Um, but yeah, that's, that's kind of, I, for me, I think personally, I, I do best in like the distraction of, of always staying busy. I think that's just how my mind's working. I'm always constantly thinking mm-hmm. of the next thing to do. I have like a list even now of things I'm going to do later today. 
um, just that's how I'm, I think I'm, my brain's wired in that regard. That's awesome. Uh, that's how you like stay productive and on top of things. I'm a big fan of making lists, uh, whether it's on a post-it note or I have like yes. a notebook, oh. which just every page is like a new list for every single day or something like that. It's crazy, yes. but I live and die by a list. <laughs> oh yeah. I am. I'm a hundred percent. Like uh, right now I have a, here's, I have a book of, of list of like, there's house stuff. There's like old screenplays. There is pin ideas. I have a list of things I need to do this week. Yeah. I have a list of things out on this podcast I want to talk about. <laughs> And so, yeah, I, <clears throat> oh my, I have lists are, are the way for me to survive. Absolutely. I've actually had to, um, the lists have gotten so out of control for me. I signed up for a Trello board. Um, so now I have like my personal stuff okay. on its own board, the pin stuff on a board, stuff around the house, my, my freelance work, video, yeah. photography, all the little things that like, oh, you know, it'd be cool to go out with like uh, the Ninja Turtle NECA action figures and go and go shoot them for like a like a cool like pin series or something like that. I have all these ideas. So I just always throw them in Trello. But that's how I try and like stay organized. Yeah. So I don't lose all the freaking papers. Oh, that's man. a great idea. There's papers coming out. Yeah, everywhere, that's my man. problem. <laughs> yeah, my problem is that like, I currently am looking at about four different lists. Of, I mean, I look like a crazy person of just lists right now. Um, and it just kind of like, then when I, it looks overwhelming, I just stack all the lists, put them off to the side. I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm doing good. I don't have yeah. to, like, it's almost, it turns into its own obsession of making these lists. <laughs> I think it's like, I can't control everything around me. So I'm going to control this list and I can cross that thing off. And I have this like satisfaction that I did that, you know, like did the podcast. I survived. I didn't yeah. bust and the computer didn't explode. I did it. We'll cross that off the list. Um, it's just like little things like that. I think there's like that sense of control that you get when you can't control so many things around you in life that you get that little piece of satisfaction crossing that off. Absolutely. Um, and there's nothing more satisfying than actually crossing off something on your to-do list. It's not the same on Trello when you move it to like the done board or something like yeah. that. It's just... Mm -mm, doesn't cut it yeah. putting like a little check mark next to your list or just crossing that out uh it's such a it's such a motivating feeling yeah if we could somehow turn that into a pen we'll have, we'll, we'll have to figure <laughs> out a, a pen about list that, that might be our new project that we'll figure out i'm not sure how that will translate but that's that might be another 2020 goal dude i love it we'll have a brainstorming session right after this yeah. pod um yeah, and for good. anyone listening just want to let you guys know that Matt has a great Zoom background. It is uh, The Simpsons. Yeah, it's the living room. room. Yeah, love it. Here I Thank am like you. a schmuck. I don't even have anything turtle related. I got a turtle sticker on my microphone. That's good. Yeah, I <laughs> and my pin yeah. board all the way back there. You can barely make out any pins, but yeah, I can. I mean, I can. I can see a couple of them right there. I think that one might be ours. <laughs> yeah. Maybe, uh, maybe not. Before we get. Right into name pending. Um, I like to ask you what what is your earliest memory with pins? Ooh, that is a great question. Um, I I think mine's probably a lot later in life than a lot of other collectors. When I like I I know people have stories of like going to uh, like Disney World or you know and collecting pins like the Disney pins from a kid. Um, I think mine is I think really like five years ago. Um, it's not that long compared to a lot of other people. Um, I, it was really like some friends got some pins um, and I just started following some pin makers and thought like, oh, that Simpsons pin's pretty cool. That Ninja Turtles print is pretty cool. Um, I just started following a lot of Instagram accounts to the point where my Instagram personal feed was only pin makers. 
Um, and so like, every time I scrolled, all I saw were pins. I never, <laughs> friend stuff, all that was gone. Um, so for me, it was that. So it was a point where like, well, I used to do some like graphic design back, back in the day. Um, let's give this a shot. And that's kind of what started it for me. Um, so I don't, like, for me, it was more of, 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 it's a lot more recent than a lot of other people. And I'll, I'll see of like, they've been doing this from, from beginning. So for, for, I, you know, joined a lot later in life, I guess you could say. Um, but it's been, it's been a pretty fun ride the whole time. Interesting. So you were a big, um, big Simpsons pin collector. Yeah. Simpsons. Um, I think Simpsons is probably the most, but I'm also kind of all over the place. And I think what I had collect and also what we make is very similar where there's we do have some Simpsons, but then there's, there's basketball, there's uh, like stuff that we're raising money for nonprofits. There's weird like Spider-Man. I'm looking at my, my pins right here, as you can, no yes. one can see. But um, but yeah, like we're kind of all over the place. And I think what I collect is also kind of all over the place as well. Um, it's kind of whatever I'm into that moment or whatever I feel like drawing at that time. Mm-hmm. If I've, you know, like that made me laugh at that moment. Let's see if we can turn that to a pen, you know, and, and I think... Um, our what our kind of our catalog of stuff is definitely represents all over the place in that regard as well. But we, I know, I, I know, like the point we started in pinning. I have like we started that on a road trip to New York is when that all actually happened. Where my wife was like, "Just do it, just make a pen, just kind of go for it." And then um, I think at that point I had this ingrained vision of like, "We're gonna make the Simpsons pin. We're gonna blow up ten thousand followers next week." Um, and then we made that first pen, um, put it out there and then it was just like crickets for months and it was like, Oh, okay. So you actually, it's a lot, there's so much more involved than just making a pen and and, and promoting yourself and, and, and selling the product and promoting the product. Mm And, um, Mm -hmm. it was just, it was fun seeing that. But I think that was really funny on that road trip of like, yeah, we're going to make the Simpsons pen. It's going to be so niche. No one's even a, would ever imagine this being a pen. The problem was it was so, it was such a small little market at Simpsons. Um, and it was our Mr. Burns shaking hands with Elvis, um, like reenacting the uh, Elvis and Richard Nixon uh, poster <laughs> or a picture from way back when. And um, it was just, I laugh now of just like, and I think some of our pens still probably have that same problem of like, I'm making pens kind of for myself in that regard. And like, I'm happy to wear this. Um, sometimes I sell well and sometimes like, ah, I have one for me, one for my wife and I have 98 backups, you know. But I think that's really important. You know, you want to make products that you would wear yourself. It's very satisfying because like every, mm-hmm. every single thing that I released, I have worn and I've worn with pride. Like I'm yes. really happy about how they come out and it's, um, it's a part of you. It's an extension of you. And I think that's oh, really yeah. cool. So, oh yeah, very much. You collecting Simpson pins led to you creating name pending. Yes. And when actually our niche, so my wife came up with the idea of name pending after tons of brainstorming for pen ideas and like a pun name or, or like just, we couldn't think of what to do. And we didn't want to kind of pigeonhole ourselves into like one style. Um, and I think our, her actually initial one, which I still slightly wish we went with this one was Pendiana Jones. <laughs> and that was such a brilliant one. And, and maybe someone now can have that. It's such a good name. I love that name. Uh, and then name pending came and are like, yes, that's it. It's kind of name pending. And, and um, it worked perfect where we're just kind of all, we're not, we're not just doing one style. We're all over the place. 
but we're kind of hitting a, a whole bunch of different people. Like we've met a lot of different people that I feel like would never normally interact, but they're like these, these, they collect this kind, they're collecting this design. And so it's neat seeing like hitting all these uh, different, I guess, demographics and targets in that way. That's interesting. I think we have a similar upbringing because I found myself in a very similar position where I didn't want to pigeonhole myself into just making turtle pins because I had ideas. Mm -hmm. You know, at the time I was working at a piano shop, so I wanted to, I knew the market pretty well. So I'm like, oh, I can make, you know, some vintage electric piano pins and I know who to market them to and how to market them um, just because I knew that audience and and that industry. Um, Whales um, and basketball was another like big thing. I mean, it's it's part of my DNA, basketball. So I wanted to do all those things, including turtles. So it was really hard, like trying to come up with uh, not a generic name, but a name that doesn't like, you know, pigeonhole you into just kind of one little niche. Um, yeah. But what I found is really funny. It's the turtle pins that do well for me. And it's the turtle pins that people know me by. And yeah. when you look at like a lot of the numbers too, it's, the, oh, it's yeah. the turtle pins that are outselling anything else. Even if you look at the posts, the posts, mm-hmm. you know, um, my latest, one of my latest posts was um, our LeBron James meme pin. Um, yeah. You know, it was just getting ready for, for basketball to start up again. And if you look at the number of likes on that post, it's like a fraction of what typically our posts get, you know, probably under 50 likes. Whereas, you know, with the algorithm nowadays, it it varies between like 200 and 500 likes on like, you know, total related photos. It's crazy. So my question to you is, did you see something similar in that? Was there one type of like niche pin that you were making that you saw take off quicker than the others? Uh, we had two that from the, we kind of lucked out with two in the beginning. So our first one was our uh, Mr. Peanut Butter Peanut Butter pin from okay. BoJack Horseman. Um, and that one exploded. And it, it came out like right when season two was released, I believe. Mm. Um, it was like just dumb luck timing on my part. I wish I could, I'm just, I wish I could lie and say like I had planned it like that. I did definitely did not. It was, it was lucked out, but we sold a whole bunch of those really quick. And so we kind of thought, well, maybe we'll just start doing these like, we'll do a whole bunch of BoJack. And as soon as we sold like pin number like 98, we got our cease and desist from them. Um, so we're like, all right, we're done with that one. <laughs> um, and then the other one we did, we did a uh, coach Popovich of the San Antonio Spurs, also just a big basketball fan as you are um, in this house. So we did a coach Popovich death stare. Yes. That's the one right there. So that one was our first that kind of had like a little viral especially like in the city of San Antonio. So we, we're in Austin, but San Antonio is just, you know, like an hour away. Um, my wife's from San Antonio. So we're there all the time visiting family, going to a game, just uh, San Antonio. So we love that city. So that one exploded there and across everywhere that were Spurs fans because there was never, there's some Spurs pins, but not like that. Um, so that was our first. And so that kind of put us in the direction of doing some san antonio bootleg kind of fun uh, merch like that um and we've kind of done i guess four different ones over the years um we just released another one um that the just been kind of fun doing that um just as, a, as the same as you getting ready for basketball yeah so i want to talk to you about um your first pin it was the the bojack horseman pin um tell yes. me what it was like designing and actually getting it made what was the process like for you um, it was me calling my wife into the room to look at the computer hundreds of times for small lines of like, Hey, I, I made this adjustment. I don't know what you're talking about, Matt. No, but I made this adjustment. It looks the exact same. 
And just looking at like, if I, if you look at my computer with just so many revisions, cause I, my head was like, I have to get this perfect. Like, this is going to define me. This is going to be, and in reality, it doesn't matter. It like, like, so we released three at the same time. It was our Bojack Horseman, our Devin Stawa pin. Um, and then our Mr. Burns and Elvis pin. Those are our mm-hmm. three that released. And um, I, put, I think I almost put like a unnecessary pressure of like, it's got to be perfect. It's got to be. In yeah. reality, it's pins. And either they're going to like it or they're not. And their people are going to move on. Um, but for me, I think that process of, was just agonizing over every little line and every little thing. And then also, we weren't really sure. We went through like a middleman to get a made. So we, it was a lot of like the unknown of like, I'm just sending some money off and like, I hope some pins come in a month. We'll see. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a little bit of an unknown and I think now there's so much more information and there's forums that it's so easy to get started where I thought back then it was a little more of like, I'm just sending some PayPal money to this person and let's see what happens in four or five months. And like, that was a lot of money. Um, and then, you know, like finally getting them and like two of them, I was really happy. One of them was like, ah, I would like call it like the color of my screen is a little different than the color of the pen, you know, because mm-hmm. um, that happens. It's hard to always, you know, get those paint tone colors matched up just perfectly sometimes. Um, so for me, it was a lot of unknown and uncertainty um, in like thinking like these are going to launch us and propel us when really it was it, like, a, a, I think that's probably also just how my brain's wired a little bit of like agonizing over this. My, my wife was like, just show me when you're done. You know, like you've, <laughs> you've called me in here so much. Um, and so it, I mean, she was so awesome about like, at the end of the day of like, that's the one, that's the one, let's go. Like, let's put these into production. Um, and, and, you know, from those early days, I mean, till now we're like having her as like a springboard for ideas is what really has propelled this main pending and helped with kind of where we are now. And, you know, like I never would have imagined four years later, we're still doing this. Like we're celebrating mm-hmm. our fourth anniversary, September 3rd. Um, and never Congratulations. We're still doing. Yeah, thanks. And we actually were doing like a free pin giveaway for that. Um, so I have a high ordered 100 pins. We're going to give them all away for free. Whoever just places an order, you get a pin. Um, so we're, we're, we're getting that pin in, I think, next week or so. But um, yes, yeah, so like I never would imagine we're still here. And, you know, it's without her help. With her help, you know, we would never be this far. So, yeah. That's really cool. Um, what I'm noticing by talking to a bunch of pin makers is everyone has their form of like an inner circle where they can bounce ideas back and forth mm-hmm. um, and get feedback from other yeah. people. Cause you know, you look at your design for so long and, and you're working on it for hours on end or maybe days at a time, you get attached to these designs, you know, and, and, and it's hard for you to kind of like walk away with it and, and look at it with fresh eyes when really you need someone else to kind of look at it and just give you their opinion. And you're like, Oh, interesting i didn't see that before or things like that so that's pretty cool uh that your wife is a big part of that i love that yeah that nice i had some other friends also that i would just constantly send screenshots of stuff to the point of like enough matt just when you're done and the pen's in your hand send me that i'm so i can say good (laughs) job um so there's yeah i had a lot of that and then another thing i used to do and i still do that now like i'll design something and like i want to put it into production that evening like this is perfect i'm just you know flying high with this design just riding that wave where i'll just kind of pause and wait a couple weeks or even a month um and then go back to it and then say like oh actually well that was it's good but there's no way there's no reason for this to be a pen and i have a folder of probably about i don't know 80 designs that are like that of 
just sitting there, um, like maybe one day I, and sometimes I'll go back and like retweak things and like now it's ready, but mm -hmm. it's like just hitting pause. That's also a good thing. Cause I, I, once you have that design and you think you're finished, something you, the next thing you want to do is get that pen in your hand right away. And having the patience is kind of a hard, that's like, I'm still learning that uh, I think to, um, some, not every design needs to be made. Some designs could be a sticker instead or a shirt yep. or, you know, something else com completely different. Definitely. And, and I also think the hard thing um, with pin companies like us that make lots of different pins that cater to different niche communities is it's hard to figure out like which, where should I put my energy and efforts towards, you know, am mm -hmm. I, am I, you know, serving the, the Ninja Turtle community or should I be serving like the Spurs community and yeah. things like that. So I think something really cool and really important is um, for us to reach out to our fans and followers and ask what they want, because ultimately we're serving them. Yes, we're making cool stuff for us, but, you know, we're, we're running a business and, and we're trying to grow fans and, and grow our following base and things like that. So we definitely want to make sure, you know, we're, we're catering to them. Yeah. And I think I would like to do a better job of that, of just like, sometimes all with my, like how I use Instagram, I'll go like two weeks, just really strong. And then I'll just for like a week, like maybe make one or two posts or maybe if that, and then I'll come back. It's like, I just ride this roller coaster with Instagram. I think just Instagram and the algorithm just can get kind of frustrating. And also just mm -hmm. the idea of social media can be overwhelming for people of like, I got to make the perfect post. I need to hit a certain amount of likes. And then you start to get in your head about it. Um, so like, I would like to do personally a better job kind of going forward of bringing more fan involvement in there. And I know like, you had a post the other day about like, what would you like to see? How would you like where your pins kind of go? Do you want more behind the scenes? Do you, you know, like mm -hmm. those are the kind of thing. I think that's a great example of like what I would like to do with main pending kind of going forward. Yeah. Uh, cause like you, you can get, you can easily get lost in, in a lot of the little things and you don't see it from a fan perspective. So sometimes you just kind of need their input and their insight. You just need to like take advantage of a lot of these like Instagram features, like polls and questions and just, you know, mm -hmm. engage with them and see what they want. Cause ultimately they're, they're supporting your dreams and things like that. So you, you want to, you know, you want to show that you care. And, and I think it's pretty yes. evident that you care. Yeah. Oh, we do. We have just that amazing, we have such, we have, I feel like as far as a lot of other pin makers, we have a smaller following, but gosh, they're so, they're awesome. Like we just, I mean, even today I was packing some orders and there's some people that will leave just a nice message. Like I really like love all your pins. I really appreciate what you're doing. It's just so awesome seeing that on a daily basis. I mean, especially just with how depressing everything is around you, it seems in a yeah. way, um, just having these little moments. And so like, we always will try to write like, from the beginning, we used to draw pictures on every package that we send out. And now we'll try to just write a little message. And like I've, this week, I was writing stay cool on every message or have a great day. You deserve a great day. Uh, you're amazing. And so we always will try to do just a little way of, of returning that favor. Um, and like little things like I would like to go back and draw more pictures on, on the packages and little stuff like that just as a thank you. I know they're going to throw it away or recycle, but just for that little moment that they see it, they're going to get a little smirk or a little smile. And that's kind of like, you know, just that whole relationship like that, how it works. Boom. It's the little things in life. Cool. So before we move on, I want to ask you, do you have any advice for new pin makers? Anyone who wants to get into the pin game? What's something that you learned or wish you have known when you started? That's a great question. I would probably go, I mean, for one, there's so many forums out there, message boards, uh, like on Facebook and do the research for one. 
Um, you know, you know, like just keep it simple, whatever your design is, don't try to overthink it. Just keep it simple. Find something that you're passionate about, something that you like. Um, and I, I would just do that in post to like, this, this is going to try to give me 10,000 followers. This is going to, I'm going to break the internet for this day and, and sell these. I would do something for you. Um, something that you're really proud of, something that when you put on your jacket, your bag, whatever, you're just excited to show off to people. I think that's the way to start. Um, that's the way it should always be. But, you know, um, do something for you. Do something that you like. Find those message boards in, on, on Facebook and research it. Um, and then instead of just trying to go in um, and it's at the it's a pen. So like have fun with it, you know, mm -hmm. don't overthink it. I think that's, I overthink it. I'm, I'm always overthinking it, but I'm, this is probably still advice for myself. I'll just look in the mirror and say this, <laughs> uh, this is an intervention, Matt, to stop overthinking everything else. We have our keep it simple, stupid pen that I made. And that's just as much for me um, just to keep it simple, stupid. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I would, that's probably the advice. I just keeping it simple do something you love, um, you know, reach out to me. I'd be happy to direct you to places. I'd be happy to help you get, you know, um, we've helped a lot of other artists get pins made. So reach out. I'd be happy to do that. That's awesome. I just want to echo what you said doing the research. I think that's really important. Like this isn't something that you can just kind of design and hope you can have it manufactured in one day. Like you have to do yes. your research and figuring out where you're going to get your pin made. Is it going to be through a middleman? Is it going to be through a manufacturer directly? What are the pros and cons of each? Is my design finalized and ready? Oh, it's not a vector file. Oh, what does that mean? You know, getting mm -hmm. it all ready. Like there are a lot of steps. So it's not something that you should rush. Um, to take the time to do your research and I guarantee you, you'll be more fulfilled once you have that pin in your hand. Knowing all the hard oh, yes. work that you put into it is huge. Yeah, and then like along the way when you're, whether you're working with a middleman or you're working directly with a manufacturer, just be nice. It's amazing, like if something goes <laughs> wrong, with which eventually with every pin maker, something's gonna go wrong with a pin. Something, mm -hmm. it just always seems to happen. At, at one point, everyone has a story, every pin maker. Um, just build those relationships with these people, with everyone. And there are people on the other end of that screen, the other end of that email, that, you know, um, that Instagram message that, um, you know, that are helping you create your goal and your visions. So just be nice, you know, because um, if something goes wrong, you just having that relationship already built and having empathy, they're going to solve that problem a lot quicker and they're going to be on the same team as you. Oh, and that's just general great life advice. Yeah. Yeah, that's nice. life advice, but also, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so let's get into marketing. Yeah. Tell me about uh, the e-commerce platforms that you have. I believe you're only on Etsy? We're on Etsy, yes. Okay. I mean, I, we've we've talked a lot about switching to like a, just a regular .com and putting a shop into there. The, I mean, the as much as Etsy is pulling fees here and there um, and, you know, like nickel and diming you for, every little, for a lot of little stuff, I mean, Etsy does have such a built-in platform where, where people are just searching all the time. So that it has just made it easy. It's it's so simple shipping with Etsy. So um, I could go on a long range of why I don't like Etsy and I can go on a long range of why Etsy's we're still on Etsy and we'll, you know, like eventually we might move somewhere else, but yeah, we're on Etsy, um, Instagram and Facebook and, and Twitter. Um, but Instagram is probably our main platform for putting stuff out there and marketing ourselves and, you know, how people are keeping up with like new pins and stuff like that. Give me a couple quick bullet points on why you think the pros and cons of Etsy. I'm curious to hear your take yeah. on this. 
Um, pro, there is a story, it's searchable. People are going there to find stuff, you yes. know? And so I think a lot of our pens would not have sold as well without Etsy. Um, just the searchability of Etsy. And people going to this website, like uh, Big Cartel doesn't have that search feature where you can just type in um, Spurs basketball. And then, you know what? There's a pen that I didn't even know existed. Now they're like, I think I'm going to buy that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that a lot of our pens benefit from like they didn't realize that was a thing beforehand and now they found it i would like to buy this um the problem with etsy is just i think like the where they're just charging you like a fee for shipping a fee for listing you know uh, a fee on on your sale and then now that there's like you can you can get a like a membership or a premium um seller where you can get yourself your listing higher up in the searches, like when they search for stuff. And so there's, they figured out a way to commercialize Etsy from the sell, so, so much where we're just kind of like, what's the bare minimum? I don't want to pay you any more than I need to. And it's worked <laughs> out really well for us um, over the years. Um, but yeah, it's one thing, another thing about Etsy I do like is that you can see how people are getting to your, to your Etsy page. Are they going through like a Google search? They have a little backend analytics about that kind of stuff. Um, and then also oh, you can see like, what are people buying? You can, they, they have some, like some good data on that and like what time of day and there's a little, you can, there's little things like that, that we, we've, um, you know, taken advantage of looking at some of that of just, are they coming from Instagram or social media? Are they coming from Google? Like how are, are they just coming through the Etsy search, search engine? So, um, that, those are the pros. Um, I mean, it's the cons you're just spending money, but I think you're kind of spending money with big cartel and Shopify. All of them have monthly service fees. Mm-hmm. So it's, you, I think that's, that goes into the research of like, how do you want to present yourself? Etsy makes it easy. They all have their, they all have their pros and cons, um, all, all the different platforms. Damn. Yeah. Those Etsy fees. Oh, yes. Goodness. I, just, I just choose not to look. Yeah. But you make a great point. It, it's, it's a huge search engine and, and people are going yeah. there on a regular basis and, and they're searching for things. So it's really important for you, for pin makers really to be on there. Um, use some generic tags as well as some like super niche tags. So it's really easy yes. to, to find your things. Um, so it sounds like you're really taking advantage of Etsy and everything that they have to offer. And that's awesome. Oh, yeah. 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 And, and yeah, Etsy, I mean, we wouldn't be as far as like here without Etsy as having that platform as much as just like, I'll roll my eyes at Etsy, but at the same time, like, <laughs> yep, I know. Um, so what are some challenges you think you face when trying to market your pins? Um, time. Um, so like during the school year, so I'm, I'm a, a first grade teacher. My wife's also a first grade teacher, just finding time to do everything. Um, so usually by the time we get home, we're exhausted. And, um, so just get finding the time to make a post, to take a picture, to color correct the photo. Um, all of that, the time is just to do that is our, probably our biggest thing. Um, and then after time, I don't know. I think for us is really time and, and it just finding the time in the day. Um, and sometimes I'll get like just overwhelmed at like seeing people just post all these great, amazing pens and these amazing photos that are just like lit so well, so nicely. And, you know, and just like, oh man, I, that's really good. Um, so like, I have to make sure mine's better or run up better, but just really good. And, and on that same level, like I'm trying to just keep up with that level. So I think like that can feel intimidating, um, when, you know, I, I shouldn't be thinking like that. I should just post it and it doesn't really matter because it's just a post and it, a, a 
an hour later, it's going to be gone. No one's going to think about it again. First of all, your posts are great. I'm looking at your feed right now. I, I love the um, that that blanket. I don't know what they're called, but that like that that beach blanket oh, yeah, that yeah. you use as like a, a backdrop for the pins, and you're getting close up. Um, very colorful, very visual. So you do a great job with that. I honestly, I want to blame the algorithms on on social yes. media for always changing and making it harder. So it's like. I got to post more now. I barely have the time to like do what I'm doing now. And now you want me to like post more and be more consistent. And then that's how people are going to find me. Like, come on, yeah. give me a break. Remember back in like 2016 when there was like no like significant algorithms happening within Instagram. So good. It was still uh, sorted by chronological order. The good old days. Oh, man. the good old days. Yeah. I missed that. <laughs> So um, talk to me about social media. We mentioned that you're on Instagram. Are you yes. on any other platforms? We're on Twitter and Facebook and everything kind of just gets copied right to the uh, Twitter and Facebook. I mean, we'll definitely someone messages on Facebook or Twitter and, or Instagram. We always will respond and we love chatting with people um, on all three platforms. Um, usually if anyone ever like reposts something or tags us anything, I'll always will try to reach out and just say thank you. Just as like, just because that's they took the time to do that and and give us a little shout out and you know um, so yeah the Instagrams our main one of just communicating with people and, and customers and um, but it's same with like Etsy as well um, using that same platform for just saying thanks. Very cool. How do you um, like connect all your posts together? Do you use a third party app or is it just through the Instagram profile? Um, with for with Twitter, I'm just gonna call copy whatever I'm going to put into Instagram and I'll paste it into Twitter. Cool. And then with Facebook, it just automatically goes because those are linked. Got it. Um, it yeah. Easy. like, Yeah. Our, our Twitter following is definitely not as big. Um, and sometimes also our Twitter is just like reposting funny memes because <laughs> that's because I just, just want to have a good laugh um, that like, so, like a meme, my, like my wife will send me. And so like sometimes our Twitter for will be like weeks with no pens and it's just that. Um, it's almost like we use Twitter, like our Instagram stories in a way. Do you run any kind of ads or, or do anything like that? We've done, um, like ads to Instagram and Facebook. We've done that in, I guess, mainly like around like the Thanksgiving to Christmas time, like winter, like that, that time frame, um, it, to mix results. We've had, sometimes we will run an ad and we'll just have this huge amount of followers, no sales. We've run an ad no followers, no likes, suddenly we get a whole bunch of sales. And so it's, we uh, like the algorithm of Instagram, like haven't really figured out the best way yet. And I think that's just more of a trial and error, but also it's trial and error by spending money. And so we're kind of like hesitant on, on doing that. So I, we, at the moment, we haven't written, uh, run an ad in a while. I mean, I might randomly just do one for a couple of days, but it's, it's been a while. It's tough. And, and it can be like pretty discouraging when you put all this work into like creating a graphic or taking a photo, coming up with the caption and all that stuff for you to go through the hard work of like trying to set up the ad, finding the right yeah. audience. Who am I targeting this, this and that. And then to not have like the results like come in, you know, the, the, the wanted mm -hmm. results, like whether you're looking to gain a lot of followers, a lot of sales, it can be very disheartening. That's the weird thing about like running ads. You just got to be like willing to accept like no results and just like spend a lot yes. of time doing A-B testing. Like you shouldn't rush into running ads, in my opinion. Um, mm -hmm. I mean, 
I've I've run a bunch of ads to no avail, like no sales, <laughs> like heart, like a few likes. Like it's tough. So I just got to sit back and, you know, maybe review the ad, review the copy um, and then go into the analytics. Like did this not reach the target audience? There's so much that goes into it. Like what you said before, yeah. kind of like what you're lacking. I think what we're all lacking is time. You know, you need a yeah. lot of time to like break everything down and just try to figure out like the common denominator between the good the good ads and the bad ads and like oh, it can be frustrating yeah and it can be i lot. wish we just had like uh someone that just handled like the social media and i think that aspect for us like i would love just to like draw write nice messages to people pack orders all day that would be the dream and have then have someone just like post funny pictures of the pens and you know like comment and write the copy and all that fun stuff and i think that's like when you start to see people that like incorporate friends and then they, they, that's how like their business kind of grows in that regard. I think like that could be a next step for us of, of having someone figuring out a way to pay them and with, when, with what little money we're actually coming in, but you know, like, <laughs> um, but that, I think that would be like a fun thing down the road if, if we were able to get to that. That's awesome. Yeah. I, I would love to get to that point too, but that brings up uh, a good question. Where do you see name pending going in the next couple years? That is an excellent. I've been trying to figure that out all year myself. Uh, <laughs> we're, we, I was, you know, like we're like, we've been doing this for four years. I love everything that we've done. And um, I definitely, we still have lots of pin ideas I want to do, but I wasn't sure, you know, like I would love to do a hat. I would love to do, you know, like we've done some bags. Um, those won't did well. But I'm not sure what's next for us. And it, I'm, it's definitely going to be some pins. And I'm not sure what kind of pins we're going to. Um, but it, I think like some people um, that are a little more targeted, like we're going to make, I don't know, like I, I guess I'm kind of rambling, but I don't, yeah, I guess where are we going to be in five years? I have no clue. And those, that's the long story short of, of <laughs> we, we could be done. We could like liquidate everything and just help people. I would be fine doing that. I would be fine still just doing this. It's, I'm going to kind of like, if people are still buying and still appreciating what we're doing, I'll, I will just keep doing it. And, and you know, um, that's kind of like the long story short, maybe is, um, we'll, we'll do this as long as people want or like receive our pins well, and, or they're well received. And, um, in they're the, the time where people are like, Oh, like we're done and we'll be done. You know, like, I don't know. I, that's, I know that's kind of a, a cop out answer. I, I have no clue, I guess is the, the, the short of it as well. I've been figuring that out the last couple months. No, I, I think that's totally fine. I mean, I don't think anyone saw the world getting derailed by COVID-19. So yeah. who knows what the next five years is going to look like, especially with this election coming up. Things could be really crazy. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, yes. Yeah, it, it could get a lot darker a lot quicker. For sure. Potentially. This, this, is, this is a scariest timeline. I don't think anyone could have yeah. imagined this. I think that's okay that you don't have a plan. The fact that you still want yeah. to like be involved in pins in, in, in some manner, whether you're making it or you're helping other people, that's pretty cool. Uh, we, ha I mean, I have a folder of all those designs. I would love to keep going and I would, you know, try to figure out what's next. But um, I mean, it's probably going to still be pins, but I would love to branch out. It just the figure it's the like million dollar question of like branching out to what um, and and what's next and i know like pin maker there's a lot of pin makers that do shirts that you were you posted a, a, some shirts ideas the other day um yesterday um that were great and so it's kind of like should we do shirts do we where do we keep all these shirts do i do stickers that's easy to store a whole bunch of stickers <laughs> um and just like the logistics of like if i did some you know runs of like 50 shirts where am i going to keep all these 50 shirts uh, yeah. if i don't sell them 
um, or pens, I can just put them all in a box and have like, a, we have a little, our wall where we keep all of our pens nice. um, or a little shelf and we can put them in um, like a little like storage bins and we have each, each design has its own little bin. Mm-hmm. Um, and so um, it just makes it easier. Like pins are so easy to store versus like other inventory. So I don't know. I think there's, I, it's probably me had that ongoing, ongoing theme of like overthinking things and over like analyzing that decision, but uh, it's fine. I'm in, I'm in no rush. <laughs> yeah. Uh, pins are really easy to store, um, kind of stashed away in a corner and you're not spending a, a ton of money making it. Whereas mm-hmm. if you get into other products like hats or shirts or things like that, there's more of a cost up front and then, yes. uh, they, they take up a lot more space too. And, um, you don't know how many to order, how many people are going to pre-order things like that. There, there's a lot that goes into it. Um, but I think that sounds like a really good move for you because you guys got some great designs that would be, I think, really cool on a T-shirt. And you seem to have a pretty loyal fan base. And I think they would mm-hmm. support you in your apparel endeavors. So just yeah, something to think I mean, about. <laughs> yeah. I, well, I, if, you do, if you see some shirts in about a couple of weeks, we know where this came from. Boom. Yeah. Right there. Warrior pins, shirts. Or maybe, yeah. or maybe it's a collab we'll figure out. Oh man, if we can collab somehow, turtles, basketball, or just some some way, yeah. that'd be really cool. Uh, what do you think sets name pending apart from other pin companies? Ooh, that is a great question. Um, I think just the the different style of designs um, from like '90s nostalgia to current movies um, to uh, like organizations that were supporting through pins. Um, that like we're donating money um, to, I mean, and also just customer service. I mean, if you email us, we're going to try to fix something goes wrong. If a package is lost, we're going to try to fix it as best we can. And we're going to try to help you. Um, so I think that's what separates us is um, we're kind of all over the place, but in a good way. It's a good answer. A lot of people don't care about the customer service. And that's yeah. super important. No matter what business, no matter what industry you're in, if, if you're not putting a lot of effort and time into customer service, then I think you need to kind of reevaluate, you know, where you're spending your time and energy because that's huge. Exactly. Um, do you have any marketing tips for new pin comers? You know, you gave them some business tips. Now let's talk marketing yeah. tips. I, like as far as like just the, the packaging and everything out, you're presenting your pin, I, I love designing the backing card and taking, I know some people just will have the same backing card for every single pen. Um, I love the touch of every pen Guilty. has its own backing card. Um, and, and so like I sometimes will spend more time designing the backing card than I will just the actual pen and how it fits in there. Um, so that's just like a fun touch that people like, and they it, just your little, your brain and your package and how you're presenting yourself, um, putting that time, but also, there is a million reasons to just have one nice backing card that you can order a thousand of, and you're just slamming them on real quick. And it, it looks great. So there's, you can go either way and it works great. So for us, we like designing every, every pin has its own unique backing card. And I think they just make the overall uh, like package of it. It looks good. You can go do, do some fun stuff with it as well. You do. I've uh, seen that. Uh, I've actually saved the backing cards. I think they're somewhere in the attic. Um, I've saved every single yeah. backing card that I've gotten from all the pins that I've ordered. Um, but I remember looking through them not too long ago and seeing yours and how they were specific to the pin that I got. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was a really nice touch. Yeah. 
Thank you. Of course, Matt. Um, I see you putting in the work. I just got in today um, or yesterday our fourth anniversary pen backing card, and it's very goofy and silly and filled with lots of confetti and uh, birthday cake. So I'm excited for that. Ooh, okay. So as far as just like des- designing uh, silly backing cards, I, that was just I was looking at it right there. I'm stoked. Um, I'll, I'll show up to show you after this. You said the uh, your your the anniversary is September third, fourth, first, third. Yeah. I got it right. Uh, third, third. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So hopefully by the time so this was... podcast comes out, it will be around that time, if not a little before okay. that time. Perfect. Uh, yeah. And we're gonna like uh, we'll give that away for free, and then I also we're gonna do like a Warriors promo code which i don't know if i'm jumping ahead and, and think but and that's gonna we'll have that um like 25 off the shop using the code warriors i don't know, like halloween november i will we can decide it the rest of the year i don't it isn't that's fine with me yeah. um just use it as much as you want use warriors um and i think for 25 off i think just like things i know we're kind of i'm jumping around but um i was looking down at some i'm on my notes my, my list <laughs> going tying it back to the beginning of this podcast it's of, all good. Uh, making less and crossing things off. I guarantee you there's someone who's like, come on, get to the discount code, Matt. I just need that discount yeah. code now. So, and it's, you, you, you can use it till, I don't, we'll, we'll say, uh, thanks. End of November. How about that? Okay. That's and cool. Not end of November, you can use that code. If hey, man, longer. 25% is really generous. So, if anyone who gets mad that they didn't use it by November, take it up with Matt. Yeah. <laughs> just, and I'll probably just say, here's 25% off and we'll extend it another month. That's how nice of a dude you are. So let's talk about vending at shows, because that is um, quite an experience. Yeah. Well, first of all, uh, we, we talked a little bit about vending at uh, Patches and Pins Expo back last year when they came through yes. Austin. So uh, why don't you tell me a little bit about that and mm-hmm. your experience there? Oh, it's wild. So before that, the only vending that we've done were just like little markets and uh, markets uh, like pop up events in Austin, where you there could be like us selling pens, but then next to us, someone selling soap, someone selling jewelry, someone selling um, vintage clothes. So we're just all over the place. So they're not necessarily coming to look for pens. It's just like, oh, you sell pens. Why do you sell pens? Um, and they're like, cool, I'll get one of those. Um, so going to the patches and pin expo was kind of eye opening where people are coming to, and they're like, I saw that and I want to get, it, it was just so wild to see people. And it was so amazing. Like just seeing the collectors and, and meeting them and they, I mean, they're just going from one vendor to another and just, you know, they were so happy just to talk to you. Everyone is so welcoming. Um, and we shared it with a, a friend of ours, push pens, which was from San Antonio now in, in Detroit, they moved. Um, and we both had our, like our little table. We had, I think maybe 10 pens each. So everyone next to us had these giant displays and we were just like yeah. our, our little table, just holding it down, um, and having a good, we had a great time though. And, you know, we did well. And, um, I did, it's, it's a great way just to put yourself out there. You, you're meeting people, you're talking, you, you know, you become a little salesman just, you know, it's a, just fun to chat with people like that. Um, yeah, I, I, if you, whenever this is over and it's safely, we can do uh, these expos again. I would highly recommend you know getting to one of. There's I know there's a lot of different ones that are running, but go to one of those. Yeah, patches and pin expos. There, there's something else. The crowd. You you meet some really interesting people, um, and you kind of talked about it. 
you meet all these different collectors, people who are really into pins, like they have jean jackets that weigh 50 pounds because there's like mm-hmm. a gazillion pins on there. Shout out Xavier from New York City. That's exactly who I'm talking about <laughs> and thinking of in my head. Um, he, he's, he's a great dude who's come by every single Patches and Pins Expo that we've done. And we've done the last three in New York. And every time he he's comes by and he's spending like 20 minutes at the table and, and we're catching up. And, and I think that's really cool. Um, these expos are bringing the pin community together. And, and like you said earlier, before we hopped on the pod, um, you're meeting people who know your brand and who have like talked to you via DMs and things like that. So it's really cool getting to put a face to that profile and getting to actually interact with them in person. Yeah, it, it's, it's just, it's fun. And you, you get, there's like an energy that's not there selling on Etsy. Mm-hmm. And, and there's an excitement that's not there selling online. Um, and you kind of get that when you interact through like Instagram and comments and message direct messages, but to see that person like right there and see their face as they buy and they're just so excited. It, it's, it's so awesome. It's just a great feeling. And it kind of reminds me um, in like San Antonio, they have Fiesta, which is similar. Uh, like you're, it's like an enamel pen, but with a ribbon a little bigger and everyone can collects these Fiesta medals. And it's like a basic, like a month long party in San Antonio and we've made Fiesta medals and it's, it's very similar. People are, we've done Fiesta medal events. Um, people are going from like booth to booth, just buying and are happy and they have their vests that are just similar, just way down. And it's like a, a, like a point of pride to see like how many Fiesta medals you can put on, on your, on your, your, uh, jacket or your vest or your sash. Um, and like who's weighs the most, you know, it's very similar in that. That's awesome. Yeah. I actually have one of your uh, Fiesta medals, the uh, Manu Ginobili one. Oh yeah, the Eurostep. Yeah, that's, that was a fun one. I love this. What what a great basketball player too. Mm-hmm. I mean, but I mean that goes without saying. Manu. Yeah, just a good guy. So there are actually there are actual festivals where oh. this is where like the only thing that people are slinging. Yeah, this and so all, everything's in San Antonio. So I was San kind Antonio. of like Fiesta. Is, yeah, so it doesn't go like north of like St. Marcus. I mean, there's like, I grew up in Austin, I'm from Austin, and I never heard of Fiesta until I met my wife, uh, who's from San Antonio. And it's been, we do the Flambeau Parade. There's big parades. There's like parades of the day at night. It's it's amazing. It, it's such a fun, we've, you know, brought so many people, our friends from Austin down to San Antonio um, to have just this great time. And they're, you know, wearing your medals. You're wearing, there's so many like just talented artists that easily could just like take over like a pin world and that or but they're making fiesta medals and, and it's so cool seeing what they're producing um and, and so they just kind of meeting that's like a whole other world so we have like our pin world and then we have our fiesta metal world that we like are that we uh communicate and chat with and sometimes those interact like overlap but it's it's really neat and they're just you know like they're raising money for the city everyone's just having a good time it's just kind of a big party that's awesome I love to hear that. I love just communities backing like these these cool little niche things. Uh, I I think that's that's beautiful. If I ever make my way down to uh, San Antonio or Austin, I definitely want to attend one of these. I want to see like the community in action for myself and going crazy over these fiesta pins. And you know, I'll probably yeah. buy a bunch myself. To be honest with you, <laughs> oh, they're great. I have a whole bunch. For, like so, this year got canceled. I have a whole bunch of sitting there like. 
I guess I'll wear them in 2021. It's <laughs> every April. Um, and, and so, and we've, there's, yeah, we've helped produce for uh, Fiesta metals for other company or businesses in, in RS and, and there, yeah, there really is like a kinship of like everyone supporting and raising money. And there's just so many talented people in San Antonio producing these uh, Fiesta medals. That's awesome. It's, it's, it's amazing to see. Yeah. Um, so when you're vending at these shows, what is your favorite thing about it? Um, I mean, there's definitely, I love setting everything up. I think like even like being a first grade teacher and, and teaching, like I love setting up that classroom. I think there's like that part of the beginning of the year, which now it's going to be online on a computer and, um, and it's going to be this, this is the same Simpsons zoom background you see. <laughs> um, this is like, I just set up right now and I have like a box of books over there. Um, but I definitely love setting up. And so like the beginning, I love that excitement in the air when, when you're setting up and you're kind of looking around and, and you're also seeing like, that's amazing. That's, I'm going to take another idea and do that for mine next time. Or like, how do they, everyone has like different ways of how they're displaying their pens. I was seeing that's really neat. Um, but I think it's the like interaction and, and mm-hmm. people coming to your table and are just excited that what you made and it, there's like a validation in that. And, and there's also, um, you're like, you did it, you know, so I made this and I put myself out there and people are like, cool, I'm going to give you money that I worked hard for. And here you go. Um, so that's just like an exciting thing that people like your artwork and you're, they're seeing, you know, they're, you're talking with them and, you know, you're sharing little stories. And um, in like when we had our, we had an HEB prayer candle pen um, and we had all these people from like, I'm, I work at corporate at HEB. This is the best thing. Or, you know, like, and just having these little conversations like that, it, it was just really fun. And in same with the Spurs or, or the Bobby Hill pin that we have, you know, like I love King of the Hill. And like, I do too. This is my favorite. What's your favorite episode? And, and just having these conversations like that, it is always real fun. But it can also like by the end of that day, you are just emotionally drained because you're putting yourself out there for like eight hours or, or six hours um, of talking and small talk and having a good time. But then at the end, I just, we always come home and it's like silent of just like, let's just sit on the couch and do nothing. We'll unpack <laughs> later. Yeah. Get a sore throat after the, the end of the night because you're, you're, you're talking to everyone. And it, like you want to mm-hmm. talk to everyone and you want to yes. give like oh, yeah. 200%. So it's totally yeah. understandable. I mean, if you're not drained by the end of the day, then you didn't put enough effort into like talking mm-hmm. to these people or just, you know, engaging with them. That's really awesome. That's yeah. a real answer. I love that. Yeah, thanks. Okay, here we are near the end of the episode. Have a couple rapid fire questions for you. You ready for this? Let's go. Let's do this. Which one of your pins was your most favorite to make? Um, our pizza beagle, because that's our dog, Otto. It's a, it's a beagle head and a pizza body. And that's Otto. It's a pepperoni pizza because he used to always try to jump up and lick our pizzas while we're eating it. So we have to <laughs> hold our pizza up. So you'd sit on the couch and then hold the plate basically right up to your head. Uh, we have a lot of friends that we've come over and they're like, we have to warn them. And they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then all of a sudden he's used to jumping in and uh, try to steal our pizza. He's a little older now, so it's a little easier to eat pizza in the house. So that's probably <laughs> my favorite just because that's our dog, Otto. I, the second one would probably be Millie, which is the, our ghost dog, our, our Halloween pin. It's like a dog with a ghost sheet over it. I saw um, that. Just because those are our dogs. But. What, what accomplishment are you most proud of with name pending? Um, ooh. We're still here. Hey. <laughs> uh, the, yeah, we're, we're still doing it. And we're like, we're still like putting out new designs and we still have a passion for it. And, um, you know, we have like, 
we've so we've survived some like we've had a couple of moments in the past of of like um cease and assist maybe that's also like on a, a side note of if you're gonna get a cease and assist honor it and and, and if you um if they tell you to stop stop you know yes. um we stopped but then also had an unfortunate situation where it, that escalated and so surviving things like that and we've had for every up i think we've had an equal down um like we've sold like like one of our Fiesta medals, we sold a thousand medals in 60 hours, Whoa. which was just mind blowing. Yeah. Like we never saw that coming. It was just mind blowing. And then we've also had a, a point where we had to shut down for legal reasons for six months. So like we've had like these amazing highs and we've also survived these amazing, like these lows. So, um, then we're still here and we're doing great. And, um, uh, so that, that's like a whole other thing, but yeah. That's great. I just want to interject. I think you touched on this earlier, um, but you also help out a lot of nonprofits and, and local organizations. Um, you're really big into giving back yes. into the community. You raise money for ACLU, Out Youth, San Antonio Animal Defense League, Planned Parenthood, so many other ones. Um, that should definitely be up there too. And, and I just yeah. wanted to bring that to the attention of the listeners. Yeah, like you thank give you. back yeah. to the community. That's huge. We're working on one for um, Austin Justice Coalition next. That's our next uh, Austin Justice, Co Justice Coalition um, that we're, we want to do next for them and, and just donate some money and just have that just kind of ongoing, just like the y'all means all that we donate to out youth, just having that just always there, always available to people and always just trying to raise some money. So we, have, we don't have the biggest platform, but the platform we have, we want to try to use it for some good, you know, put, uh, maybe it's like that going back, like just being nice, being good, you know, just, just trying to help out. That's great. What was the last pin you just bought? Uh, I, I honestly can't remember off the top of my head. That is, a, you stumped me. That was a great, I was probably something that I traded um, probably with push pins that was insane. Okay. Now in um, all of her stuff's amazing. She's awesome. Uh, she's in Detroit. Um, it's probably, it was that, I mean, I, you've, you've, you've stumped me and cracked me. <laughs> Congratulations. Hey, um, not, not out here trying to stump anyone, man. I'm just trying to spread <laughs> peace and love, baby. Yeah. Um, hard questions. <laughs> they get even harder. If you had a redo in life, what would you do differently? Um, I don't know if I would change that much. I mean, I've, I've been like a, made some short films with friends for, and then for like right out of high school and had a great time doing that and played in like a band with some friends. Like I, I've been fine. Like I don't, if I didn't have this course, I wouldn't have met my wife. I wouldn't be sitting right here. I don't think, I think all those things led to this. Um, so if, if I would have changed one of like took something out of the equation or redid something that I don't think that would be sitting here talking to you. Um, and, and so I think, I, I don't think I would change anything. You know, I, I like, I went to college nine years after I graduated high school cause I didn't know what I wanted to do, you know? And so I think, um, but that's where I met my wife and that's where I became a teacher and, and, and here I am. Dude, that's incredible. The, the more we keep talking, the more I'm learning about you. And I just can't help but think that if we lived in closer proximity of each other, we would be pretty good friends. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we're only like a thousand miles. We'll have to figure that out. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll figure yeah. that out like post-COVID. But <laughs> yeah. uh, you, you make movies. I went to school for, for communications, specifically media oh, nice. production. So I have a background in that. 
Um, I also played in bands and things like that. Oh. Um, have a long hist- musical history. And okay. um, we, I also share the same mantra in that I don't know if I would change much differently. I think maybe I would change what I studied. And instead okay. of communications, it would be like marine biology because I love whales Ooh. and, and yeah. stuff like that. But I'm not mad about the choices that I've made in life because it has led me to this point into talking mm-hmm. to you, into releasing a bunch of pins, into spreading my passion for, for Ninja Turtles to people all over the world. Like, yeah. It's incredible how all these like little micro decisions have led to this moment right here, mm-hmm. and, and and it's wild to think about. Yeah, no, I definitely agree. We're gonna have to exchange films and and and, and music <laughs> after this. I'll start sending some links after this. Absolutely, I'll I'll burn you a mix. How does that? Yeah, sound? oh, I like that. <laughs> um, all right, got two more for you. Tell me something. Give me a hot take. Give me some. Tell me something that no one agrees with you on. Oh, um, I don't know that we're going to, that you've, let I'll, let me think a hot take that no one agrees with, um, that I have a good singing voice. <laughs> you do. Uh, I'm asking I, I you, think, do, you, do you? Oh, I know. I have a terrible, I, I'm 1000% pitch deaf. Like when <laughs> I, I can't tone deaf, I can't any of that. Uh, but I, I lo- like, I love doing karaoke and singing, but it is, I know it's awful, but I love it though. Um, I'm right so, there and you. I, Yeah. So I, that's probably, that's probably not the hottest take. That's like a lukewarm take. Yeah. It's like maybe in sitting out in the sun. Um, I'll give you mine. Yeah. Maybe that'll, that'll okay. uh, like yeah, yeah. get the gears turning. Um, pizza tastes better cold. I don't know what it is but I love it and I can eat an entire pie like that. Not to say that I don't like warm, fresh, hot pizza, which is also really great, but there's something about just that cold pizza. I don't know what it is. Maybe there's something wrong with me. Maybe I've watched too many Ninja Turtle movies and cartoons, but I love cold pizza. Fight me. Change my mind. That's a a great take. No, that's a good one. I, man, I'm going to have to... That's a, that, that we're a strong believer in that. Like you always order extra pizza just for that next morning. That's (laughs) like, if you're like, that's the way it's done. Um, so uh, hot take, um, you, that is a good one. Yeah. It sounds like we're going to have to have a follow-up podcast. So we can talk about some of these. The problem is I'm, as soon as I, this ends, I'm going to go, damn it. Here's my hot take. (laughs) I know it's going to happen as, as soon as uh, it's probably like as soon as I hit like end in meeting, that's when it's going to come up. And that's exactly what happened. Shortly after we ended our Zoom call, Matt thought of a hot take. And I got to say, it might disappoint some of the listeners. Take a listen. Here's my hot take. in and out is not very good. Skip it. There's so many better places. Whataburger, P. Terry's, Dan's, anywhere else. in and out is not very good. And there's my hot take. Yeah, let's jump back into the podcast. The last rapid fire question. What are the little things in life for you? Uh, I think just spending time like my wife being here, sitting like spending time with the dogs. Um, it's, um, you know, like I'm think I have a, I have a job. I'm thankful for that. Like it's all these little things like that. I'm just like 
I'm, you know, I can, I'm fortunate to have that. I'm happy. I have a job that I like and I mm-hmm. like going to, um, I think that it's just, I think it's like, I guess it goes back to like, um, finding like the joy in little things in life. I think like, but when I used to make films, I always wanted to do like, um, we make a lot of just really goofy films, but also always wanted to do like, like documentaries on like the little things of like, like relationship like couples but almost to the point of it's like boring as in they're just having a good time and finding these little moments in life together which i maybe it's not boring but like those little things like that i i like and it's like you had that shirt the little things in life that like that resonated a lot with me um even like this question i just those little moments where either you're you could be upset or like frustrated but there's always like something like finding humor in everything you you know or or trying to look at the bright side of, of, of things you know um, like, uh, when we sold those thousand medals, um, a couple of years ago in 60 hours, our dog tore his ACL. So he had to have knee surgery. Like, oh, no. um, so the good thing is suddenly I have this money that I can afford to pay that. Um, like I was just so fortunate that that happened. Um, and like, that's the, like kind of the little things like that in life that like just trying to stay positive, uh, um, which is easier said than done. I love it. It's different for everyone. And I love asking that question. I love just seeing what, what little things just kind of like give you hope on a dark day. Yeah. Keep you motivated, keep you going, get you excited after a long day at work. That's awesome. I mean, I I think another thing for me is like, I always will try to put, listen to music as much as possible. And I think if I'm down, I can, if I find the right song, which could be something different every single day or every different time um, can really flip like just how I'm feeling. And, and so like, I always will like try to have some kind of music playing in the background. Yo, same Um, here. Power of music. Yes. Oh yeah. Yes. Matt, you made it to the end of pin pals. How do you feel? Relieved. And I'm going (laughs) to cross it off the list. No, it feels great. I'm excited. Hopefully I didn't, hopefully I didn't ramble too much. No, Um, not at all. Everything that you said, very insightful, very meaningful. I think you meant everything that you said. Was there, before we close off, was there anything on your list that you didn't talk Ooh. about that you'd like to talk about now? Um, so we, Warriors, so codename Warriors for 25% off until whenever. Warriors, that was, that's that's plural with an S. Yes. Or we could just change it to Warrior Pins, just make it just direct from you. Do you have any, what are your thoughts? I say we'll keep Let's keep it keep warriors. warriors. Okay, yeah. warriors. So warriors, twenty five percent off, and that will last until uh, whenever. To be we'll determined. <laughs> yeah, twenty twenty one, and then September third, giving away stuff. Um, I don't know. Big we've, four year party. Yes, September third. Uh, Love it. And then I don't know. We've like, there's nothing else to rely on here besides just like some places that we've worked with that we're just fortunate to work with. Um, like who? And, uh, we like local places as far as like Vulcan video that was closing down that we did like a like campaign and pens for them to help raise money. Um, the, the Austin Beer Garden Brewery, the ABGB in town. Um, Julian Castro's presidential like Fiesta medal we did when he was running for president. Um, and then we're like, like coffee shops in, in like San Antonio Gold and Shotgun House Coffee Roasters and, and um, just like a, the South Paso artist, Patrick, uh, Gabaldon in in San in El Paso, sorry, that's amazing and talented. And there's more, but yeah, like we've, like I think name pinnings put me in a place where we've just connected with other artists, and it's really cool. And like San Antonio flavor, SA flavor in San Antonio is just like a 
like he's to me like the ultimate salesperson. So seeing like I never I got to meet this guy that's like a awesome salesperson. He's just so genuine and so compassionate. Um, like I would like to sell like how he sells. And um, like Barbaco Apparel was another one that helped put us on the map when no one else was like liking our stuff or, or even giving us any time of the day. Um, and, and they've always, and they're out of San Antonio. Well, we have a lot of San Antonio connections, as you can see. Um, That's and so they cool. were, they, they were the first ones that just started like posting our stuff, inviting us to shows. So it was the, the folks at Barbara Hill Apparel, um, just nice folks. So I don't know. Yeah. Like I, there's nothing else on the list besides, you know, like, they, like almost thank yous because we wouldn't be here without all these people and we wouldn't still be around with all these, you know, just still doing this and do something that we love, um, without all just, the fans and customers and, and these artists, other business and nonprofits, like we're here because of them. Dude, you, there's, you talked a lot about collabs just in, in, in what you just said. We're definitely going to have to have you back on the pod because I would love to talk more in depth about the, the collab process, how you reach out to these businesses or are they reaching out to you and things like that. I think that's really cool. But I think the coolest thing is that you're very community focused and you're giving mm-hmm. back. And you're, you're trying to find ways to help struggling businesses raise uh, some extra cash and things like that. I think that's that's awesome. And that speaks very highly of you. It's very awesome. Um, Thank you. You you also gave a, a couple shout outs. You know, I don't know if you got to everyone on your list, but I'll give you the floor right now to uh, shout your outs and tell the listeners where they can follow you. OK, yeah. So if for us, it's name pending N-A-M-E-P-I-N-D-I-N. Just a pin like a P-I-N. At, uh, that's our name pinnings, our Instagram handle. And I mean, it's also Etsy and all those are fun stuff. Um, other places like friends, I mean, God, there's so many pin makers, but we like push pins. I gave a shout out to, um, Tanner at trusted vibes was one you've been, then you've helped us in support, like reposted stuff. But there's so many like bad pins, Pablo Picasso, um, mega minus super yaki. Um, I didn't make a list of this, which I should have. So I'm just going off. Um, other pin makers there's so many pin makers that would like across have shot the, the people at taco gear and corpus are awesome and they've always reposted our stuff and supported us um and um i'm just trying to think of other ones but there's yeah there's um i mean it's really kind of goes back to that same i keep I that same theme of just trying to just being thankful that we're here like when you asked me to be on this i kind of went on a like just going back and looking at our old Instagram of like where we were and where we are now. And it was really just amazing to see that progression, that timeline of how we started, what we were selling, how we changed as an artist and how we've started giving back and, and trying to raise money for different organizations. Um, it's been just like amazing though. So like, thank you for that. So thank you for just inviting me because that put me on that journey of, of kind of re-looking at everything and looking at, um, what Nate Penning's done and accomplished, which was amazing to see. Of course, uh, that's awesome. Thank you. That, that that's that's great that uh, you were going. You were able to go on like a little journey and just kind of think back and reflect on the on the past four years. So it sounds like you have a ton of shout outs. Um, I know we can't get to all of them, and I know that there's a bunch, but that's just proof of name pending and how far you guys are in the pin game and how deep you are in the pin community. Like, and, and again, I, you know, I, it's hard for me to say anything else, but that's awesome. I think that's really cool. Thank you. Cheer, I'm, cheers. I have my tub of Chico. Cheers in you right here. Cheers. Water. Yeah. Ching, ching. Mm-hmm. Everyone drink some water. That's another hot tip. Yeah. <laughs> 
Cool. So we've talked about the special discount code Warriors for 25% off your order from Name Pending's Etsy store. Um, Matt, once again, thank you so much for being on Pin Pals. This was okay. a great conversation. Hopefully we can have you back on the pod very soon. Um, more importantly, I hope that our paths cross IRL sometime soon. Yes, we're going to be in, well, we're supposed to be in New York in May. So obviously this past May, obviously that did not happen. We would love to just get that because you're in Jersey, right? Yeah, we're just outside the city. Okay. All right. So we're going to have to try to get back to like that area uh, whenever it's safe to get up there again. And we'll just make it, make a point to be there and go swing by Jersey and say, Hey. For sure. That's so funny because I was also contemplating a trip down to Austin um, before things got like really bad down mm-hmm. in, in, in Texas, unfortunately. I'm sorry that you yeah. have to no. yeah, deal that, with that's that. The, hence our bubble but, that we're, we've been living in right now. Yeah. Well, you guys are doing a great job. I, I'm really looking forward to what you guys have coming up in the future. Best of luck on your uh, your anniversary. I know that's going to be a blast, and I, and I can't wait to see the pins and the reaction from the fans. Many blessings and wishing you tons and tons of success and a safe rest of 2020. Thank you, Matt. Really appreciate your time. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you. Have a great day. And there it is, episode five in the books. I hope you guys enjoyed my conversation with Matt slash name pending. It was a great time, like I said before. If you like what Matt is all about, please check out his pins at etsy.com slash shop slash name pending and go ahead and give him a follow on the Instagram. It's just at name pending. Again, that's name pending P-I-N-D-I-N-G. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to the Pin Pals podcast. Every download, every follow, every listen, every review, every rating plays a big part in the podcast success. You know, if you want this podcast to be up there with Joe Rogan and his podcast, that's how you help. Also, feel free to share it with a friend who's really into pins, because I know we all have that one person in our life. That wraps up season one of Pin Pals. This was a ton of fun. Thank you to my guests, Nostalgia Vault, Rolling Pins, Express Yourself, Lil Boat Boutique, and Name Pending. More importantly, thank you to you, the listener. I hope you enjoyed going through the minds of pin makers, and hopefully you gained a new perspective and appreciation for enamel pins. Follow Pin Pals on Instagram at Pin Pals Podcast to stay in the loop for season two. Until then, I'm Eric from Warrior Pins, and remember, it's the little things in life. We'll see you soon.